You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with Mr. Ty and Nikki and Kyrie, along with Gordon Damon, we're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, Gordon. Larry, how are we feeling, my man? Doing good, my friend. Doing good. How are you? Can't complain. Excellent. 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 So what, what happened at the Damer household today? Damer household, you know what? Yesterday was the first day back from spring break for my kids. And mo- more importantly, for me. Mm-hmm. So yesterday was, everybody was kind of expecting a bad day. But it turned out to be okay, right? Like when you expect it to be really bad, sometimes it doesn't ex- it doesn't turn out that bad. Hmm. The okay. second day is when the reality of school and dad still being the teacher started to rear its ugly head. So today was a little bit of a rougher day in the classroom. Mm-hmm. But hey, this is daddy's rules now. Daddy's the teacher now. So it, whatever mm. daddy says goes. So um, there were some unhappy students today. One fourth grader and one sixth grader. Any fourth or sixth grader standing in the corner in the no, Damer nobody had today. to be. Uh, you know, as you probably well know, Larry. Uh, it's sometimes it's not even what's said. It's you just need the look, oh, and when you give the look, okay. that's all that's needed. And today, uh-huh. I did have to break out the look, but then uh-huh. once the look came out, uh, everything took care of itself from there. Excellent, excellent. Well, today was uh, out in the yard day. At the Hardesty household. Today was clearing up the backyard. Today was, uh, you know, getting the backyard prepared. Really? For, well, uh, yes, did you get it in this. before, like, the, the the storm blew through? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, we, we started early. Um, the winds kind of gave us a, a preview yeah. <laughs> of what was coming. <laughs> so we were able to get the, you know, the, the planting and the, and some of the things done. Uh, there's, there's, there's still a long way to go, but we, we, we knocked out a couple of things, knocked out a couple of things. This has nice. been, this has actually been Gordon, uh, you know, get, get the backyard ready week. Uh, yesterday was, um, yesterday we had the, uh, you know, plant, uh, landscaping and doing a little cheating because and and when i say cheating let me explain because larry is still trying to learn bat the battle the secret between grass and crabgrass okay okay and and how to defeat the crabgrass the crabgrass has been a three-year champion okay early in the fight larry's rolling Kick the grass looks great, Gordon. Oh, it looks fabulous. You could take a picture of it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Midway, right around Fourth of July, dun dun dun. <laughs> it starts creeping in. It starts creeping in, Gordon, and I've been battling it. So this year we we're trying a different game plan. Uh so we'll see if that works. We did some landscaping, had to do a little gutter work. So so you know, it's it's well, been look, it's been maintenance at the Hardesty household. If you have a project or uh something that you've always wanted to accomplish in your life but you've just never had the time, mm-hmm. if you're not doing it now, cross it off the list forever, right? Like if your <laughs> right. goal is to eventually get in shape in your life, well, if you're not working out as you're staying home, newsflash, you will never be in shape. Mm-hmm. 
I have the, the Belichick book, the Ian O'Connor book, uh, on oh. my nightstand, and uh, mm-hmm. I've been I've been desperate and dying to read it. Mm-hmm. I'm about a week away. I love I, I love Ian O'Connor, but I'm a week away from putting the book away for good because if I haven't read it in the next week or at least started it in the next week, He's when am no I ever going to read it? He's got no shot. No shot. <laughs> Ian's done. <laughs> Ian's done. Sorry, Ian. You put yeah, up a good look, fight, Ian though. Ian got a lot of people to read it. He just might not, you know, that's on me. <laughs> so that's just some of the things. And I promise you, I will give you a little later in the show, we'll talk We'll, we'll talk Netflix. We'll talk a little Narcos. Okay. I had a chance to see a couple episodes. Um, I, I'm intrigued by it. So I will be okay. going back. I will be looking at episode three. I, I'm not going to give it away for people who may not have seen it. But you remember, you've seen the series, right, Gordon? I have seen the series, yep. Okay. So in episode two, I met a very important person. Yes. <laughs> near the end of, near the end of the episode, I'm like, oh, I know him. Yep. <laughs> He he's going to be really big in this. <laughs> I see big things in his future. Yeah, I do. I, I think I think he's going to take this and run with it, and we'll leave it there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, but I I was entertained. I was entertained. Well, we got a couple of things we wanted to chit chat with the audience with tonight. As I mentioned at the bottom of the hour, Jordan Renan will join us and give us his latest thoughts on what's going on with the Giants. Uh, has the IT guy got in and helped out? Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman found the any key. Yeah. You know when it says press any key to continue? Yeah. Yes. He has not found the any key yet. He has not found that key yet. No, that, no. that's for sure. No. We have a Twitter poll question up at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore seven, at Gordon Damer. The question is, and I'm very curious to hear, to see how this goes, Gordon. It's going to be interesting. The question is, which team will be best set up to make the playoffs after this draft? Okay. Is it the Giants? Is it the Jets? Is it both? Or is it neither? Now, Gordon and I will weigh in later because because when we weigh in, we don't want you to, to we don't want to sway your thought process. I know where Gordon's going, and I think he and I are on the same page. But we'll 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 we'll, we'll put it on the table. We'll leave it for a second. Which team will be best set up to make the playoffs after this draft? Giants, Jets, both, or neither? But Gordon, here's where I want to start, and it's kind of piggybacking off of the last dance last night. This is Draymond Green, and Draymond Green was uh, speaking to some folks on Uninterrupted, and he was also on a, a radio station, which I can't think of right now, but I'll get it to you in a moment. And for him, in watching The Last Dance and that drama with Chicago, he compared that to something very close to home. It definitely hit close to home. We have a, a very important piece of our season, who was a piece of that season, which was Steve Kerr. And um, I think Phil did what was great, which is acknowledge the elephant in the room, you know, because all year they would, if, if Phil doesn't do that, all year everyone else is dealing with that somewhere, you know, and, and whether it's coming in question. So now once you get these questions from the media, we've already addressed that as a team. We really don't need to talk about that, you know, right. and – our situation was a little different and from the standpoint of it was contracts, but it was on players. You know, it wasn't necessarily the organization. So, for instance, like Kevin took the one-year deal on his own. So that was kind of the elephant in the room. All right. So now we continue. 
And Draymond says, you know what? KD never addressed the contract situation with us. That was kind of the elephant in the room. And although Steve would kind of hit on it of like, let's just enjoy this year for what it is because we don't know what next year holds. It didn't carry necessarily carry the same weight because what should have happened was Kevin come out and say, Hey man, like, like this is it. Like, so let's, let's do this or yep. this isn't it. You know what I'm saying? But you can't just lead an elephant in a room because what happened was the question came to us every day. Like, Clay and myself was asked about our contract. Every, and it was strictly due to Kevin, you know, because while that was going on, Clay was saying, I want to be a warrior forever. Like, I want to be here. We started this thing. This is where I want to be. And then you kind of had Kevin, like, I don't know what I'm going to do next year. Like, and it don't matter, but it does matter because you're not the only person that has to answer that question. And to be quite frank with you, you're honestly the last person that has to answer the question because you don't really say like you don't say much to the media. If anything, you tell them to shut the. So my question to you, Gordon, and uh, thank you, Draymond Green. Um, My question to you, Gordon, is, is there a comparison you're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. The Bruce from Flushing. Hey, Bruce, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry Gordon. Hope everything is going well. Same to you, Bruce. Thank you. Um, a comment about some old, an old draft and comment about this year's draft. First on the old draft. Comparing, now we, Rocky Thompson and Johnny Lamb Jones, which was the worst pick for, for that team. Now, Johnny Lamb Jones had obviously a little better career, but Jets had to trade up for Johnny Lamb Jones. I think they had to give him a, a number one, if I'm not mistaken. And Rocky Thompson basically had five kickoff returns, and that was about it. So what was the worst pick? Well, who was worse, Thompson for the Giants or Johnny Lamb Jones for the Jets? I'm going to say, because they moved up to get him, I'm going to have to say Johnny Lamb Jones. I mean, Jets had some worse ones than Johnny Lamb Jones. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I mean, Vernon Golston was... Uh, that was That's that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Well, well, but then Christian Hackenberg, Gordon... Oh, my God. Well, that's a second Hackenberg. Pick, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no bigger black mark on Mike McCagden's resume than that pick in the second round. I mean, that was by far, that's the worst pick that we've had in quite some time. I mean, think about the, the, the garbage that Dave Gettleman has to hear. And like, look, he has not done a great job overall as the GM, mm-hmm. but at least so far in the first round, he's taken guys who deserve to be in the first round, right? I mean, I know Hackenberg was a second round pick, but there was no way he deserved to be a second round pick. Yeah, no, no, not at all. I, I don't, and I don't know why he went. To, I don't know what the, what did these. When Bill O'Brien doesn't take you, <laughs> although now Bill O'Brien doesn't look like a real creditable person. No, but no, he was he right was with not. that. He was no. right with that one though. <laughs> he he, he was right one. with that one. Dave's in Edison. Hey, Dave, you're next on ninety-eight-seven. Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, I just want to make a point about the Cowboys. But the first thing I wanted to ask you when you because you're talking about Draymond Green, if he doesn't get kicked out of the um, finals and then they win the year they won seventy-three games, do you think they get Kevin Durant? There was talk about that that year, yeah. though, and they had yeah, won 73 games that year. So I would think that, yeah, I think that they probably still would have. 
Yeah, well, okay, I think it'd be overkill, but... Um, <laughs> it still it was, was kind overkill. of overkill anyway. <laughs> it was overkill yeah, anyway. Was overkill, yeah. <laughs> uh, the point about the Cowboys was, um, I know a lot of mock drafts have them taking um, McKinney to safety from Alabama. Mm-hmm. But um, I wonder if they do that, is there any chance they trade back up to try to get Ruiz from Michigan? Because uh, Dak Prescott, when they didn't have um, Travis Frederick in 2018, they almost had double the sacks. Well, if they well, Ruiz is to... a guy. Ruiz is a guy who's been mocked in the second round a lot. I know, and it seems like the closer we get to the draft, and this is not obviously I'm not talking to NFL GMs, but it seems like he's a guy that could very well go in the first round. So yeah, I had the I saw the Ravens getting him. That's why I was wondering. Yeah, he seems like a hot name, and we were talking with Jordan Renan earlier, and and it seems like the theme of this draft is it's going to be kind of all over the place. It would not surprise me at all. If Ruiz is a guy who is, you know, when you get into the twenties, that just because there, there's the four big offensive linemen, there's some other offensive linemen that seem like they could go in the first round, and then Ruiz is a center who seems like the best of the center group. Uh, so it would not surprise me at all if he goes a lot earlier than we expect. Which means yeah, for you, Dave. Yeah. Which means for you, Dave. And thanks for the phone call. He could be available. <laughs> you know, because here's the thing, with those with those four, those four are gonna be long gone by the time the Cowboys come at seventeen. Long gone. But if you if you've done your diligence and you get a sleeper here, Gordon, like you said, a guy that you see that could be in the second round, you know, you you, you grab him. If you think he can fit your program, you grab him. Feels like the uh, Cowboys have spent a lot of money on you know, a lot of resources on the offensive line. Yeah, it's true. It's you true. Know, and they, look, they, they, for a long time, they've had the best offensive line or one of the best offensive lines that they, that, that, in the game. But at some point, I do think you got to start spending your resources, especially when you think you're a team close to the top on some other things. No question about it. Chris is in Manhattan. Hey, Chris, you're next on 98.7. Hey, good evening, guys. How you doing? Hey, Chris. You know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's interesting that you've, um, talked about, um, the draft picks that the Cowboys, you know, have allocated to the offensive line, which is one of the things that, you know, as a Jet fan, we've been actually wanting more of, um, you know. So, I mean, yeah, you know, committing early round, you know, first and second round picks is interesting. You brought up Ruiz um, because going into the college year, um, I think the top the top rated center was, uh, if I'm not, hopefully I'm pronouncing his name right, Biedas, uh from Wisconsin was actually number one. And then going uh, senior bowl up until now, Ruiz and uh, I think Cushenberry, maybe even um, Matt Hennessy out of Temple, you know, who I would like you know, to see on Jets probably in third round. I'm hoping that we, we, can, uh, we can get um, him. And obviously one of the tackles, you know, second round, you know, you go wide receiver, cornerback, edge, what have you. Which brings me to the Twitter uh, the Twitter poll question. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually voted for neither, um, but if I had to vote for one, I'm I'm you know I would I would vote um, for the Jets. Um, specifically, when you say set up to make the playoffs this mm-hmm. year, this is w- number one. This is going to be such a different year. It already is that anything can you know. I mean. I I really don't even want to say it. We don't even know if the season is going to start on time. All yep. of those different things. Um, you know, so this year is a very different year. And, Gordon, since you're a Miami Dolphins fan, and I was talking uh, to Trey about this uh, earlier, how do you feel about drafting Tua? Because this could 
this could be a red shirt year for everybody. You know what I'm saying? But as far as that Twitter poll, Gordon, you know I'm not going to agree with you, you know, when it, when, when it comes to, you know, the Jets having, you know, more holes than the Giants, and especially that you've seen more out of Daniel Jones um, in one year, one than, year you've than, seen than out of Darnold and two. Sam. Yeah, I will. I, I, I mean, that's like, dude, to me, and I also said this, that's like throwing blood in the water. I almost well, got to hunt you down. You know what I mean? Look, I mean, I, I you, you might not like it, but it. and I'm not saying that he was uh, even keel throughout the season, but Daniel Jones is high. Yeah, if Sam Darnold had the right type now. of games that Daniel Jones had in one year, they would be building statues to him outside of uh, the big uh, air conditioner at MetLife there, that thing that looks like the giant air conditioner. Uh, I mean, Daniel Jones has a lot to prove still. He's got to get an offensive line, too. I just take a look at the Jets. All right, you have Sam Darnold going into year three. He's been very up and down. He's had some good moments, but he's had some injuries, had the illness last year, all those things. He has a running back that the coach doesn't seem to really use properly. That's a kind statement. Their offensive line is is, is just as bad. Now, they've, they've plugged some holes there with some free agent signings. We'll see how that kind of meshes. You hope it does. They lost their best receiver in Robbie Anderson, and I, I don't think anybody's crying any tears about losing Robbie Anderson, but that's another hole to fill. I mean, there's a lot of holes on that offense. The defense was good. Defense hopefully comes back and, you know, picks up where they left off. But the offense for a third-year quarterback who's still got a lot to prove, uh, I don't know. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Larry Horsley, Gordon Damer. Gordon, let's head back to the phones. Let's chat with Alex in Queens. Hey, Alex, you're next on 98.7. Hey, you know, we all know that Bill Belichick has never won a playoff game, let alone a Super Bowl, without Tom Brady. Now, it's very debatable how much each guy has contributed to their great run. It's not even about that. You know Belichick's a great coach, but the fact is he has never won a playoff game. And look at the, the Super Bowl winning coaches, which is really weird, that have won a Super Bowl with two different quarterbacks. I believe there's only one or two coaches that have done that in history, winning with two different quarterbacks. But those guys had guys like Joe Montana and Steve Young. What I'm saying is, if by some miracle the Eagles were to win a Super Bowl in the next year or two, which I'm not a big fan of Carson Wentz at all, I don't think it will happen. But if they were to win a Super Bowl in the next year or two, I think you have to look at Doug Peterson, considering that he won one of the Super Bowls with Nick Foles, who's a backup, career backup, he beat the greatest of all time, greatest coach, greatest quarterback. If he were to win now in, in that very short span with Carson Wentz, a completely different quarterback, I think you've got to look at Doug Peterson as the top two or three greatest coaches of all time. <laughs> well, I mean, because he won with two different – well, then what's Joe Gibbs? Joe Gibbs would have to be the greatest coach of all time, wouldn't he? Yeah. Didn't he win with three different quarterbacks? Three different ones, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so he's no Joe Gibbs, though. No, 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 no. You won't be confused with having them in the same sentence. So if he wins a Super Bowl with the starting quarterback for most of that season and then comes back this season and wins with the same guy, he becomes the greatest coach of all time. That's right. How about that? And Bill Belichick, no, he never won a Super Bowl without Tom Brady. He's coached for 25 years and basically coached Tom Brady for 20 of them. Yep, that's right. <laughs> and Brady's so not those five years in Cleveland, <laughs> what a bum.
<laughs> I mean, he won 11 games in Cleveland. That might be more impressive than anything else he's done in his career. Really? You're right. Name another coach that's been able to right, do that. Right, yeah. <laughs> he might be the best How many coach. times has Cleveland won 11, uh, 11 games in a season since then? You mean one season? You mean not Yeah, not just combined. one season. <laughs> hey, let me see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up, Larry. Uh, let's you see how ahead. many times they've won 11 <laughs> games since then. Hold on. It, yeah, you. while you do that, let's go to Mark in Newark. Hey, Mark, you're next on 9870 ESPN. What's going on, fellas? <clears throat> What's up, Mark? All right. Quickly on the positive, shout-outs to uh, Mark from the Bronx with his uh, congratulations for his uh, uh, graduation honor thing. That was really cool. Absolutely. Um, second, second, Bob Costas and Draymond Green both really need a hug. I mean, I'm <laughs> sorry, but they, they talk about Debbie Downers. They, that was, like, real negative. Mm-hmm. Um, third, Larry, when you said about Hall and Oates, she's gone, it just made me think about how many men of age now got their hearts broken and, and then went home and heard, she's gone, and yeah. this was like... <laughs> and threw their turntable right out the window. Just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> just threw the turntable right out the window. They would repeat it, right? It would be like, he would he would, he would be the backup singer. like, she's gone, she's gone, she's that, gone, Exactly. She's gone. Just, just, just kept hammering it home, right? <laughs> Just keep hammering it home over and over again. You know yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> um, on the jet, um, I'm in love with Beckton. <laughs> I mean, we had the brick. Now we'll have the road paver. There's, there's no doubt in my mind that we should get uh, at, at 11. I want Beckton. The other thing I want is some kind of deal. I don't care how they do it. Uh, one of those other picks, whatever, money. Uh, I, I want Ngakwe. And lastly, um, it's just got it. Antonio Gandhi Golden. I mean, this dude is like, this dude is amazing. I, I, I can see him. I would like to try to get him. That's my three wishes for the Jets. Oh, you get Ngakwe, you pay him. That's not going to, he walks in the door and gets paid right away. That's not going to make Jamal too happy. Yeah, I know. I know. Thanks for the call, Mark. I know, but see, then again, uh, that's th- those are the sit- like, like those are the situations you got to deal with, right? Yeah. I, and just to clarify, Larry, since yes. Bill Belichick won eleven games in nineteen ninety four, no one has won eleven games in Cleveland. Only once since then have they won ten. Wow. Wow. So, uh. maybe not so bad. He's, you know what, and and we thought he didn't do a good job in Cleveland, right? <laughs> he got he fired. Yeah, he got fired. Uh, you know, shortly uh, after that, right? And everything's going downhill. Said the following year, he got he he left. Here, the win total since then mm-hmm. two, three, seven, nine. Ooh, they won nine. They made the playoffs that wow. year. Five, four, six, four, ten. Woo! Four, <laughs> five, five, four, four, five, seven, three, one, zero, seven, six. Sounds like an area code. It does. Zero seven six, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. What's up, Trey? Trey? Fellas. Uh-oh. Oh, there What's he happening? is. All right, all right. I hear y'all now. I hear y'all. I couldn't hear you. Um Good to hear y'all, fellas. Y'all good tonight? See, you got thrown off because your music didn't That's right. You were waiting for your entrance <laughs> music. No music. Right. You know no what? music. And you're like, wait a second. What's going on here? You got yeah, used to your I, entrance I, music. I had to, t- yo, Gordon, I had to rip away uh, sweats on and everything. I was ready yeah, to I, go. I hear you. 
sweating like Patrick Ewing and all that, man, and no music, man. Get, get, them, get them young people together, man. Come on. No, listen, you call music, this. No, 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 no. You call this bad teammates. Right. You call this bad teammates night after night after night. So we say, okay, we'll be a good teammate again. Now you're still not satisfied. All right, all right. I want the music back. I got, a, <laughs> I got an ego. I got an ego. I want the music back. I want the uh-huh. music back. I can't take it. I, I can't take it. I want the mm-hmm. music back. All yeah, right, but that's tomorrow. We do that tomorrow. Um, basically, what uh, the great Jordan Renan just, you know, what, what what he told you tonight was that Davy Dialup is gonna he's gonna screw this up. He's gonna <laughs> Davey screw this Dial-up? up real nice. Oh, this is a soup sandwich. This is a soup I'm, sandwich ready. Yeah, I'm telling you, Dial-up. this pick is going to be by far the most popular pick. Dave Gettleman has ever picked as the Giants GM. I, I'm he, have to agree. This this yeah. pick he cannot screw up. Mm-hmm. He fell into McCaffrey. You fell into Saquon. You fall into you. You got have now. You got to pick, man. Now you really got to do your. This is his thing. Really, yeah. This, this is, is yeah. his. He loves the hog mollies. He's got and, four and of them. You, he'll have his you know pick what, of the though? litter. You know what, Gordon? The sad thing is. What's going to end up happening? We fought like giant fans. They fall in love with Isaiah Simmons. You know what I mean? Like that's they have. The, that's the that's the barbershop pick. I'm telling you all right now. Yeah, that's no, I, I hear that. Isaiah Simmons, and when this dude comes up with Wirtz or uh, Andrew Thomas or whoever he's going to pick with that four, or if he trades that, I, I don't, I don't think he's going to trade that. That's not really not in his bag. So but if it if it all goes just straight up. And he's, he, I think, like you said, he's going to pick a hog molly, man. He ain't picking no Isaiah Simmons. He's no, not, no way. He's not going to do that. That's not happening. So I'm, I'm trying to wrap my mind around that. But I think what has a little traction to it that, that I heard earlier is uh, you had a call earlier to ask about uh, the kid from uh, Michigan. I think he might be in play. I heard somebody talking about that earlier. I, can't, I think it was the uh, the morning show with the fellow with DPH or Candy and Rothenberg that he might be in play for the Giants in the second round. Or, like, you know, if they could, if they could back their way in – to, to the end of the first round, but I know possible. What, what, what pick do the Giants have in the second round, Larry? You know, uh, what do we say? It was thirty six, thirty nine. I think it is thirty nine, somewhere so around there. The, early in the second round, do you think that Ruiz will be there in the second round, like that early, or do you think he'll be off the board? I have no idea in terms of what teams are thinking. I just know by looking at mock drafts and what people are tweeting out, and it seems like Ruiz is a guy who's rising up the draft boards uh, pretty quickly. You know, like It, it seemed about- like pretty regularly, maybe three weeks ago, you could get him in the second round. More and more I see him coming in at the end of the, at the, end of the first round. I agree with you. I trust, and I'm going to just say this too before I go. I trust uh, Joe Douglas so much, man. He's just at the ease of like a kindergarten teacher. You know, and that's that Ozzy Newsome. You know what I mean? You could, you could tell he's, he's done, he gives great interviews. Oh, that was great. He answered all the questions, how you supposed to answer them leading up to the draft. He didn't give nothing away. You know what I'm saying? And then, and, and he's letting people know that he wants Jamal Adams, but he wants him at the right number. Now, I don't know if that, I don't know if that was the 17, 18 that he wants. Is that right? Yeah, he's well. He just wants he wants to be long term. He, yeah. he wants he wants he wants, he wants, he wants security and wants dough. Yeah. yeah, he deserves it, Larry. I mean, come on, man. This dude's he does. Been a good soldier. He has a really bad team, but the brightest spot that we got, man. And you got to do right by that kid. I don't know what the number is that they could come to. I hope they come to a good number though, because 
Jamal, you know, Prez been a real good soldier through this whole thing, and he ain't rocked the boat that much, man. I mean, it's been it's been way worse on other teams. You know, he's shown that he's a leader. Go ahead and do right by him. I don't know what that really means, but do right by that kid, man, because he's he balls out, man. When other people don't show up, he show up every Sunday, man. So, you know, you got Giants right picks that, are four thirty six, and then not again until ninety nine. Okay. Ooh. Hey, Gordon, there's a, there's a guy I want you to look up when, uh, right. when you got some time. Denzel Mims out of Baylor, wide receiver, 6'3", 215. I want, you to, I, want, I want to know what you think about him tomorrow. All right. I'll take a look at him tonight. All right, Trey. Thanks for checking in. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? You're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, guys? You know, Gordon, yo, you had me laughing with, um, when Doug Peterson's cousin called you up. I might be Doug Peterson. Peter, Doug might be just bored out of his mind. But just take that out, homie. You know. <laughs> listen, listen. With the um, Giants, with, with your poll question, with the Giants or the Jets, who's going to make it to the playoffs first? Um, I, I got to tell the Jets fans, like Master Yoda told Obi Wan, search your feelings. You know them to be true. Daniel Jones not only is a more mature player than Sam Darnold, he's a more dynamic player. The Giants will make the, the playoffs first. Um, their pedigree, their fan base, and their ownership, they don't allow it to go on and on for 12, 15 years. So, I mean, you know, history tells you that they'll make the playoffs first. Now, with the Jets pick at number 11, you know, Beckton is a physical freak, and Wirfs is like the most pro-ready. You know, he comes from the Iowa offense, right. a little bit more pro-centric. Um, let's let's be for real. At eleven, the Jets are not going to have either one of them. The Giants are picking the offensive linemen, and the Arizona Cardinals are picking the offensive linemen. Got to go back to what Anita Marks told um, Chris Collin a couple of days ago. Do you want the third or fourth best offensive lineman? Somebody who you know you didn't really want just to pick him for the sake of offensive lineman? I don't think that's the route they're going to go. I don't think it's the route they should go. Jerry Judy is the pick for the Jets at eleven. If he's there, you got to take him. I don't care about how deep this draft is with wide receivers. You're not getting a second or a third wide receiver with that kid's skill level. Look at the history of the Alabama receivers in the last eight to ten years. The guys of them that have been top players, um, Julio, Ridley, uh, what's the other guy's name that, in Dallas? That uh, Rex uh, Cooper, like, Amari uh, Cooper. Cooper. All of those guys have all had... 1,200, 1,300-yard seasons. I mean, Ridley, is he's a third wide receiver, but this year he should step up. That boy, Judy, is smooth, and when you read his bio, it says out of all of the wide receivers in this draft, after the catch is where he excels. With our offense, with our offensive line, with the, the lack of um, time for the quarterback, it's nice. Crowder is a, is a good receiver. Perriman, good luck with that. That guy's been hurt every year. You got to have somebody that you put the ball in his hands and he's going to make something happen. I would love to have Becton. I would love to have Werfs. They're not going to be there. Go I don't know Beckton. about Becton. I, I think that there's a possibility Becton's still there. The Cardinals and, and, uh, want him, though. The Cardinals want him. They're above us. Yeah, well, look, I mean, worse. who knows? Look, everybody's lying, though, right? I mean, yeah, everybody. Really. <laughs> I, I, I agree that the Arizona is almost certainly going to take an offensive lineman. But who knows if it's back to, you know, I mean, it could be worse. You know, we don't know what the Giants are going to do it for, right? We don't know. Listen, we think it's going to be an there, offensive lineman, but we don't know which one. Gordon, if he's there, I would love to have him. I right. love that term, offensive freak. Any kind of um, comparison to Jonathan Ogden, I'm good with that. 
Oh yeah. But we got we got to prepare. Like you know, I, I really don't think he's going to be there. If if okay. anybody says that about him, you know, how is he going to last to that point? If Judy is there, and like I said, I want an offensive lineman. I want the line to be straight. I, I want the excuses to run out for Sam Donald. And I want to see him put up four four thousand yards passing, thirty touchdowns. That that's really what I would like to see next year. That's fair. But I, I don't think that it's going to happen. I don't think Beckton's going to be there. And okay. I'm not going to be upset if they take Judy. That that's right. a player, man. Well, just I, I mean, I thought Thanks it was an interesting call, point. Um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name who was writing on the, the Athletic. He's talking about you know if you take a look. Right, we're all talking about these four offensive linemen as if they're mm-hmm. all going to have similar careers. When yeah. history tells you, first round picks is a fifty fifty rate of, of hit, is a fifty fifty right. rate of failure. So, there's a very good chance that two of these guys turn out to be the real deal, and two of them are complete stiffs. Yep. So, it it kind of depends on which one. I don't think that the Jets are just going to say oh, there's one of these offensive linemen left, we'll just take that guy. It has to be a guy that they feel really strong about. They're not just going to say, well, we need an offensive lineman, so we'll take him, even though we think he's the fourth offensive lineman in the in the pack. If Andrew Thomas, though, falls down to them at 11, which maybe seems a little unlikely, but that's the number one guy that they think is the number one offensive lineman in this class, which a lot of people do. We were talking with Jordan. There's no real consensus, it doesn't seem like, for which guy is one, which guy is four. It kind of flip-flops. So if that guy's available for the Jets, the value of left tackle and the value of your quarterback tells you that's the position you go. No question about it. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> 